0: welcome back everybody to the rebel-minded podcast i feel like i just need to play with my intro a little bit you know get a little bit abstract a little crazy find something that works organically uh, or it's just the cooped in reactions to the whole stay inside thing because of this coronavirus and i don't hate the idea it kind of sucks but it makes sense to know that we will get past this quicker with less casualty when we do our own part and keep ourselves from getting sick and keep ourselves from spreading that sickness but maybe we should make maybe we should make an episode just for that maybe next week it will be about the situation maybe it'll be about what we're going through maybe maybe it's a piece of emotional intelligence that we need to try to tackle in the moment but for today this interview is with a lady that is absolutely amazing She's done so much in her short life and she doesn't seem to be stopping. And the talk with her was funny and lively and she's just a great person and she's so smart and she's got so much to tell the world and so much to influence the world with. And as I introduce her, I want you to think about the different types of people that we have in this world and taking advantage from each other and knowing that that is going to be the best way to learn more about yourself and learn more about the world around you. But on to our guest. Her name is Laura Di Benedetto and Laura is the author of the six habits book which will be coming out very very soon as i'm told and she teaches us how to create the life of our dreams without changing who we are and as founder of ceo of vision advertising she has helped hundreds of companies build and grow profitable enterprises laura now lives like i said on maui with her husband and her cat and dog i do these interviews to bring in a different perspective than my own for you to guys To hear something from a different mouth, from a different voice. And you all know why I'm here. It's to question the modern masculinity. It's to be a provocateur of the typical way of things. It's to create a mindset of being rebel-minded. And to find our way into our own uniqueness. So here we go with Laura. Thanks again, guys, for joining me on the Rebel Mind Podcast. Here we go. I would like to introduce you all to Laura. Laura, introduce yourself. Um, Chew me out if you have to, and let's get this fucking thing started.
1: (laughs) No chewing. So it's D. Benedetto, and if I'm going to be one of your favorite people, you've got to get (laughs) the pronunciation right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, the rest of it's great, though. Thank you so much for having me to chat with you. This is super exciting. I love the topic. I adore you. You are one of my favorite people. So this is great.
0: Well, Laura has a lot of input from men. Um, She works a lot with men. She coaches a lot of men, right? Correct? Mm -hmm. And I... I was stoked when we got together to be able to do this because we both knew that discussing mask masculinity was going to be on point today. And as we discuss it, you guys are probably going to have a little bit of back and forth. You're probably going to be irritated with me. Um, But guess what? You don't get to act up in front of a lady. So (laughs) you're just going to have to suck it up. Now, (laughs) the first, the first thing that I want to ask you As far as opening up is, can you give us a little bit of background on who you are? I mean, the short bio doesn't do a whole lot for you. So I want to know kind of who you are, um, why you work with men so well, um, why you're such a dominating force. Kind of give me a a history of how you came to be.
1: Uh, Well, everybody knows that talking about themselves is super fun. So let's do that.
0: Totally. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. What's my backstory? Um. Well, let's see, I showed up in the world in the middle of a snowstorm many, many years ago and uh, I was not destined to follow the typical path, so I didn't. Um, I started my first company at 19 years old, I Mm. busted my ass for a ton of years and I retired at 37 and um, decided, you know what, I'm just going to pick up my shit and move to an island, so that's amazing. Um, but somewhere along the way, um, I got super sick and I got super depressed and I realized that I was chasing all the wrong stuff. Um, I was like, yay, I'm successful. Why am I not happy? What the fuck? So yeah, yeah, it just really sucked. And I just had a massive reality check and, um, I, I was able to just kind of like dig into what the hell was going on. And I'm really curious and I'm a type A. So, you know, I see a problem and I'm like, well, that won't do. (laughs) You gotta go. (laughs) So I just wanted to understand what was going on. And honestly, like I just started this teeny tiny little research project and it just like blew up into this big thing. And I started working with um, my friends and changing my own life and changing theirs. And then I started working with paying clients and Lord, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I just, I I love all this crazy stuff that I've been able to figure out. And I think you asked me why I like to work with men. Men uh, and women are obviously very different creatures. Um, Women tend to be my friends. Men tend to be my clients. And um, women are very soft and squishy, which I love. And that really, that, those friendships really nurture that part of me because I'm a woman and obviously I'm soft and squishy, but the things that made me start a business and crush it for a long time and retire at 37 are very masculine. I am extremely um, frightening to a lot of women. <laughs> and I don't try to be, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of confidence I know what I'm capable of and I move mountains and men are like wow that's really cool and they want to know how to do it women tend to be like oh well I don't know if I could ever do that and it's very very different approaches mm-hmm. and I love the power of those women but I really need them to step into it and more like invite themselves women have a hard time doing that men don't they're just like yeah that's mine I'll have that okay it's easier so um, yeah it's interesting and I actually love I um, love when men get really vulnerable with me um, and they tell me what's really going on. And I have a unique, um, I don't know, passion mm-hmm. for being that sacred safe space for a lot of men. They tell me things that they don't even want to tell their wives. They can't talk to children about secret things like shame and whatever. And I, I hold that so sacred. It, really, it means a lot and I can help, I can help when that vulnerability shows up. God damn it. It's just beautiful. I just love it.
0: No, there's something about that. Um, I don't know how often this happens, but in my, <clears throat> in my own experience, I've also noticed that there are women that come to me and trust me more with safe space than men do. And mm-hmm. it must be a, a weird um, trust of the opposite sex,
1: you I know, maybe, so. or I mean, is,
0: do you think that's what maybe male is? cats,
1: male dogs, they like me better? Yeah. Um, and female cats and dogs, they love my husband, but they're like, Yeah, you're okay <laughs> when it comes to me.
0: <laughs> maybe it's some sort of like sick, you know, sixth sense kind of thing. You know, we're attracted to, to energies of the opposite sex that just maybe pull us more in a direction and make us trust them more.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I remember, um, I just remember I think like early in my twenties i it was um it was really hard for me to make friends with women. It was really yeah. really really difficult and friend being friends with men was like very, very easy for me um well because this is the thing that I love about men men are more what you see is what you get women are obviously as any man listening to this will probably nod furiously in agreement with <laughs> women are a bit more complicated um right so oh. I mean, the complication is beautiful, right? And that's what makes women so special and amazing. But um, I don't know. I I actually really love the gender differences and how Mm -hmm. um, people just show up and handle problems differently. And I think men have been socialized to be less vulnerable, less open, less expressive. And I think because I'm a more forceful woman, Mm -hmm. I've been able to create that safe space. It says, I get you and I'm going to be a safe space for you. And I'm not going to ask you to change. It's not going to be complicated. And I mean, honestly, when I was thinking about who my target market should be for the book and everything else that I'm doing, I was originally like, oh, I should go for, you know, working with women and Mm -hmm. because I love women and they're so warm and squishy, you know. Um, But then I realized who are my clients for nearly 20 years? Men. Mm-hmm. All my clients were men, and it's just—I don't know—and it's not even like a weird thing. It's just a natural place to be.
0: Now, <clears throat> I think there's there there's almost an importance, and we're going to get into this um, because Laura, her curiosity has has shown me how, how much she knows about this. But there's we all kind of have a balance of masculinity and femininity. Femininity right? Like we each, we have each of them male or male, or female. And that's something that I think I try to get a lot of guys to understand is that whatever masculinity you have, you're never a hundred percent that that's not how you're supposed to be. Like we're, we're fully human, just like women are. They're not fully a hundred percent feminine. We have these differences between the two. Like we have kind of a, a ratio or a percentage of each. Um, and I think it's important for men to realize that that image that they've created, or the image like their father has created, mm-hmm. um, of what of what "quote unquote" man is supposed to be, might be a little ways off of what is actually authentic to you, and what makes you your best human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I read a You're book right,
1: and women go through the same thing.
0: Right, right, and from their mothers. And so i I had to have an appreciation for who I was. I was trying to be just like every other dude. I was trying to be this 100% 100 masculine, you know, do all the things, uh, win all the challenges, you know, that kind of thing, like be tough, be solid in front of women. You know what? You're not allowed to be mean about my sport because I love it. Um, (laughs) We will discuss that at the end, Laura. Uh, I feel like you're just intimidated. That's what that is. Anyway, <laughs> feeling personally
1: um, attacked, are we? <laughs>
0: definitely attacked. You can't attack little people. That's against the law. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, and and you know, throw something else at me if this doesn't make sense. But I was I was raised by my mom through my teenage years. My my stepdad was gone, my dad, I mm-hmm. you know, he was very he wasn't there very often. Um, so I think I had a lot of that feminine. Feminine energy kind of nurtured into me,
1: Hmm.
0: and I and I hated it because I thought I was supposed to be something else. I thought I was supposed to be more masculine, and um, I learned to appreciate that because I learned most of my biggest lessons from women. I I have better conversations with women. I understand a lot of life more through women, and I don't know. I guess I kind of want to get your idea of what that means. You, like you know, sure. relatability. If you've had I more, I think of you the same crave experience. balance.
1: And I, you know, I actually I love that you brought that topic up that way. Um, I think that magazines, TV, mm-hmm. movies, our parents, generational uh, pain, and impressions, and all sorts of these things are conspiring against us to yeah. classify this is a man you must have bulging muscles, you must have a massive penis, you must be super tough, you must be a man whore. And women, you must have all the babies and be bold but not too bold, be pretty but not too pretty, and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just exhausting for people.
0: That's exactly what I found, yeah.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I went through a lot of this stuff when I was getting my first company going. As a woman, I was told, Calm down. Don't be so intense. You're um, you know, you're bold, you're offensive. Meanwhile, if you say this to a man, it's assertive and I was called pushy, and it's like, no, I'm a goddamn leader. Fuck off. You know yes. what I'm saying? And yes. like, so this is some of the stuff that <clears throat> I've went through, but I've seen like I've seen my dad suffer from the toxic masculinity shit. And I honestly, and I say that knowing that I can't stand that label toxic masculinity because there's Mm -hmm. toxic femininity as well. And it's basically being any extreme, like balance is a harmonious place to be. And my dad, God bless him, he's 74. um, He struggles now to be super vulnerable with me and tell me when he's worried about me and I'm his little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm almost 40. I'll always be his little girl, but it's still hard for him to say these things. That's fucked up. And I remember like when I was first getting to know um my husband it, who has gone on an incredible journey, like the parts that I actually liked about him the most were the ones that were the most balanced you know, yeah, the super masculine stuff turns me on. Like, hello, that's nice. But there's also a time and a place for these things. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need you to be a titan in the kitchen. I just need you to pitch in and help out and not turn this into like a big bravado thing. You know, I don't need you to be like frigid and cold when um, I'm, I'm crying about something. Like, maybe you could cry with me. Like, because this is genuinely fucking sad, like somebody died or whatever, you know? So I've watched my husband blossom and become a beautiful, balanced person who I fell in love with more because my feelings are safer with him. I feel held and I I actually feel, what's the word? I think I feel the most intimate with him, okay. like spiritually, emotionally, and more connected because I don't feel like we're <clears> two <throat> oddball humans where I'm hyper feminine and he's hyper masculine and mm-hmm. we're not playing these stupid fucking roles. We're just fully being ourselves. And if he feels something, he expresses it. If I feel something, I express it. And we don't have a very traditional home and I like it that way. Yeah, We have- And we have like the most insane, like intimate, close bond to the point where like, this is crazy. It's almost like gotten to the point where it's like almost like a psychic connection. That's how bonded we are. Yesterday, I was walking um, down by the beach. I had my dog with me and she wiggled out of her harness and she ran into traffic. She's okay. Oh God. Yeah, but like I ran into traffic. I'm screaming, please stop. Don't hit my dog, right? She came 12 inches away from getting smushed. And of course, I am not okay, all right? Not okay. Handled it like a boss, rescued my dog. She's fine. But then once I get back to the beach park and I'm like standing there, I was in shock. 30 seconds later, my husband is so kinetically connected to me. He calls me. He's like, hey, babe, I was just thinking of you. I just thought I should call you. I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm glad you called, But like, I think, I think that connection is possible because of the genuine intimacy Mm -hmm. that we are able to create and constantly nurture because there's no, I should be this and no, I should be that you should be this. It's just, no, we just are. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I put some thought into that a little, I mean, I, I swear I analyze my past so much just to try to help myself figure these things out. You know, and I think mm-hmm. there's <laughs> the past is for reflection, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and I said that to a lot of people, but it, it helps me to visualize certain things. And I said something the other day that it, it's not about trying to find this perfect person. That's a puzzle piece to you. It's, it's a meshing and a molding. It's constantly moving. It's constantly organic. And mm-hmm. you have to, you have to trade energy. Sometimes, sometimes you have to be more masculine than feminine and vice versa. And, I think that you're constantly trying to understand and empathize and be in emotion, like you're saying, with your partner to make it it's it's most authentic and real thing, you know. It's it's just I think that's where men are going wrong is they think that they have to be this rigid person so much because they've been told that they have to be strong and they have to be um yeah, they have to be resilient fear, and though. they have to be. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a lot of that too.
1: Well, fear of vulnerability, right? Yes, like, very If much I, so. you know, I can't. Obviously, I'm not a man, but I can only imagine what my husband went through when he was a little boy, and like, I just visualize like him at five years old, like hurting himself or something, and his father telling him to like toughen up because mm-hmm. he was crying. I just, you know, I just envision shit like that, and I know that that probably happened to him. And I know that that happens to like countless little boys and it's not fair. Like girls get to cry. Meanwhile, like girls are su- women are supposed to be big wusses. Like why can't we all just be what the hell we are? Like if I have feelings, sometimes they leak out of my face, get over it. Sometimes my husband cries. Sometimes I'm the tough one. Sometimes he's the tough one. Like little kids, like, there's so much like Toxic shit that comes from generations before us. Have you ever yeah. heard of the um the mother wound? No, I have not. That's fascinating. That is fascinating. Do some googling, um, which sounds like a dirty thing, but it's not. Just do some googling <laughs> and um, Google
0: everybody. Google safely. Google safely. Yep,
1: right. Um, but check it out. Like it, it's basically like the mother wound is in a sense, toxic femininity passed down the the maternal line generationally. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot of like aggression towards, okay, um, You know, women are supposed to be decorative. Women are supposed to be beautiful. Women are supposed to do this and women are supposed to do that. Now, my mom said a lot of these things to me that she got from her mom, that grandma got from her mom and her mom and her mom, right? And this is all the stuff going down the feminine line. Men are getting similar messages. But like the stuff that happens with women is, um, I remember just a lot of the messages I received. As a little girl and even like getting older, my dad, even like two weeks ago, and I know he'll never listen to this, so we're safe here. Um, (laughs) He told me when I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be on a podcast, I'm doing a TED talk, I'm doing all these things. He's like, well, just make sure you don't swear because women don't get to swear. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's 2020 and I'm almost 40 and you're still giving me this bullshit advice (laughs) But I also like, I took it with a lot of love and a grain of salt. Like I understand he was coming from a place of love and parenting and trying to let me know, uh, I love you. I support you. But like, unfortunately we receive a lot of messages from our parents and grandparents and people that really love us and they want the best for us. So they pass along what they know because they're trying to give us the best chances of survival and success because that's what, Loved ones do, right? I can't tell you how much that hurt me um, to hear that. But once I realized and I actually separated out the two parts of like, part A is daddy loves me and he's giving me the best advice he knows how and he's really proud of me and this is his way of showing it and putting that in one box and then putting in the other box, this is bullshit advice that does not apply. And if you can't handle the word fuck coming out of my mouth, don't buy my book, even though there's no errors in it. Don't ever look at my shit. You will not like me and I refuse mm-hmm. to be anything other than myself. After mm-hmm. years of not being me, I've discovered that being me is much more fun.
0: <laughs> no,
1: not other people to do that, you know?
0: You're you're amazingly right and there's 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 a crazy amount of freedom when you allow yourself to not be stuck to a gender and just be you and just be human.
1: Yeah. Honestly. Really.
0: Um one getting into powerlifting. Uh, I had just gotten out of a bad breakup. Um And I, it was... It I didn't was... know
1: that was your hobby. I just want to be really clear. Are you about serious? In the beginning? No, I didn't know that. You hit the nail on the head. So you really do pick things up and put them down.
0: I'm going to give you a couple seconds to laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just feeling some joy. No, you're Get totally it. fine.
0: You're totally fine. On. Because, because on... In most things that we do, there's some sort of super superficial one-dimensional version of that. Yeah. There there's there's always that. Mm-hmm. Um being a lifter now and being competitive, you have an appreciation for what that competition brings with it. Um, mm-hmm. the patience, um, the knowledge, the 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 recovery. Uh there's a lot to to those things but I was the guy that you're talking about the guy that just you know aesthetically like looked like a a mini god I can say that um and and I loved it because it was the look it was the look yeah until I got to a point where it was more about how I felt about me yeah it was it was more it was less aesthetics and it was more strength strength Mm -hmm the thing that gets me with powerlifting is i can be i can put myself under a weight that i that i've never lifted before
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i have to mentally engage myself and have the confidence to tell myself that i can do it because mm-hmm. there's yes, you do. there's just something about that that most people don't want to face and it's there a simple is thing
1: courage in a lot of things that we do, and we just don't even call it courage. We just mm-hmm. like, oh, persevere. Oh, you can do it, whatever. But every time you pick up something that's even five pounds heavier than your previous, like personal best, mm-hmm. that takes courage.
0: It does, it's fantastic. But I mean, before you started joking about me, uh, and may- <laughs> no, totally I mean, I'm not kidding.
1: sorry, but I said it for your benefit. Do you believe okay. me?
0: I pref- oh, yes, totally, of course, I believe. <laughs> um, I want. Because I'm, you know why I'm okay with that guys? Because I'm a secure man because I'm not going to get pissed off because a female said something that might hurt my feelings or might judge me on something that I enjoy. Guess what? It happens all the time. It's worse when another guy says it to you, get the fuck over it. Um, Besides
1: Zach, I don't see you picking on me for my golden girls obsession and that's appreciated.
0: You just threw yourself under the bus.
1: Sure did. Well, listen, you were under there all by yourself and I felt really bad. So I thought I'd join you.
0: This is love right here, guys. This is, see, she's going to join herself or join me under the bus because that's what people do. That's what people do. Yeah, this podcast has been awesome so far. Um,
1: nice. By so, the way, I should tell you, I have an autographed picture of Betty White. No, you don't. I do. Do you really? I, I do because um, about 10 years ago, I decided to see if I could get an autograph from someone I really liked. And I grew up in the Golden Girls. I mean, you know, I'm almost 40. So I used to watch it back when it was still on like Friday nights. Um, and uh, I was like, you know, I wonder if I can get her picture. So I mailed her an autographed photo of myself with my cat. And <laughs> she returned the favor by sending an autographed photo of herself with her cat. That is epic. Right? That is so awesome. Betty freaking white.
0: Dude, totally.
1: That's amazing. I know. I want to hang out with her so bad.
0: Isn't she like 150? Doesn't matter. Doesn't? That's true. Doesn't matter. Woman can hang. That's. I appreciate
1: anybody with an evil sense of humor and that woman has one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that she she's does. at least
1: 42% evil. So we can definitely get down
0: 42%. Well, if it's not over the 50, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get some, get some depth back in here. So how would you, how would you describe the masculinity of today? And apart from that description, what do you think the biggest problem is that guys are facing like why is it so fucking hard for guys to be vulnerable why is it so hard for guys to cry why is it so hard for guys to be to be human to be just human
1: Mm. well this is definitely a good two-parter and i'm not known for my memory skills so i'll do my best um part one uh i think that a big part of the reason or no I, i think the what we're experiencing right now, Mm -hmm. um, is actually a shift, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that would probably be like, Oh, Tony Robbins is lame. I am not one of those people. I love that man because that guy and so many others like him made the personal development space, a good thing to look at. And it gave so many people a desperately needed invitation To work on themselves and not be an unhappy piece of shit. So, thank you, Tony Robbins. You're amazing. Let's hang out. So, um, I think that the world is changing and it's really happening. Um, I mean, if you look at the span of time, it's happening in the blink of an eye. But if you look at just time as it goes by slowly, it's happening slowly and it's really beginning with a lot of the young parents, a lot of um, teenagers, and it's happening slowly because people are raising their children differently than they were, and a yeah. lot of social conditioning is changing things where you're seeing a lot of toxic bullshit in you know masculine behavior is actually a lot with the older generations um, which is why you're getting you know like a lot of generational um, disconnect between like I don't know boomers and like gen y or millennials or whatever um there's actually a disconnection and like not understanding each other because the younger generations are like thanks grandpa i hear you i love you and i'm going to lovingly reject this thing that you have believed your whole life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that's going on i mean i'm sure you see it too right
0: very much so that's it's um i've had multiple conversations and this i would recommend this to as many guys that are willing to take on the task is have conversations with your fathers. Have conversations with your grandfathers. Talk to them about how you're feeling and talk to them about past traumas. I, I brought up things to my dad. That- More
1: specifically to ask. Ask them, yeah, okay, how yeah, yeah. are you feeling? Because <laughs> you know, if you want to encourage conversation, it's by actually creating a safe space for the older generation to explore their feelings and not be judged. Because that's the hardest thing. It is the is. fear of judgment and rejection for being a human that has feelings. Mm-hmm.
0: No, and um, I think that's where a lot of it is is going wrong. And I th- I think you're right. I think there's sometimes I'm a little too pessimistic about the world just because I'm so frustrated because uh, I, I went I through through so too. much of it. And I think there's a lot of guys that do. They're like they're like stuck in this situation. They think that's how they're supposed to be, but men need to realize that. You're not, you're not just anger and laughter and camaraderie. Like you are human and you feel everything that your counterpart does. All those things that women feel that they go through that you get frustrated about. The reason you're frustrated is because you don't understand it. Men have to feel these things too. And when we do start to understand these things better, the more we actually understand other men, they also need it. We understand women better. I sure have. I've gotten a lot of more patients.
1: I find that uh, I've actually noticed that a lot of grown men lean into um, femininity and realizing, oh, this is actually pretty nice and I can be balanced when they have daughters. Okay. Because you really can't be a great dad to a a future woman Mm -hmm. um, if you don't bring a balanced balanced approach to the table. You can't just be hyper masculine. She's going to grow up to be a mess. Mm Mm-hmm. Know
0: so, I mean, so you would say parents have the definite
1: effect. Well, I mean, yes, they do, they can shape, um, obviously, future adults. Um, But also, the wonderful thing about parenting is you get the opportunity to have so many revelations, like, because you're seeing life as a clean slate again, which, yeah. You, the first time you got to see the world through a clean slate, you didn't have any wisdom and you weren't, you know, you weren't very mature, so you didn't really know anything. And I think that parents have a unique advantage, regardless of how old their children are, to see the world differently through their kids' eyes and be invited into like a different lesson, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, not for nothing. Like, my relationship with my parents has gone on an interesting journey over the years. And I've had a lot of these conversations with my father um, and asking him, daddy, how do you feel? Like, does this bother you? And I remember as a kid, he would never tell me about his ex-wife. He would never tell me about his feelings, his heartbreak, his this, his that. We didn't talk about his feelings. We talked about Star Trek and nature and (laughs) I like those things to be clear, but how my dad feels and learning um who he is as a human has become one of the most sacred special gifts he's ever given me because i don't have to worry about how i feel one day when my dad passes away and like feeling like i never knew him yeah knowing someone and knowing about them are very different i can recite a long list of things that define my dad's identity and the he likes but now, now that he's in his, you know, 70s and in his 60s, I I'm starting to like kind of push some of these little buttons and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I really get to see who he is. And my dad's a fucking awesome man. He's a beautiful person. And being able to see those things has actually made me a better person because I'm, I'm able to learn from the lessons that he withheld for so long.
0: That's, I mean, I guess I'd be on the same path you know, uh, having discussions with, um, with my parents, but I mean, it has, to, it has to have taught you so much, mm-hmm. so much, huge.
1: huge. I mean, even the whole stuff about the mother wound, I told my own mom about it. Um, and I said, you know, just so you're really super clear, like in no way do I blame you for any of the stuff that you said to me, because these were lessons that grandma gave you and that her mother gave her and mm-hmm. and so on and so on. But I'm recognizing this, and I just wanted to let you know that some of the things that you feel are not things that you really chose to feel. Those were things that were put into you, and you, even though you're older, can still choose to be how you want to be. And you don't need to be this hyper feminine woman. You don't need to be anything other than you. And mm-hmm. we've had some really awesome conversations about that. Like after we first, um, my husband and I first moved to Maui. Um, my parents came to visit for a month. I had some really awesome, super ultra intimate conversations with them. Wow. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like we just, we bonded more than we ever had just because like the superficiality left. Um, because I don't know, I guess an, an invitation to a better conversation was introduced and that was pretty cool. Really cool. I feel like I really know them so well now.
0: Do you think it was because the the pace of life like if they were over there for a month you know and and you're no, quote unquote no there's,
1: a, there's aloha time in hawaii to yeah. be sure um we are all very much still new englanders <laughs> no no aloha time is eh. Hey, we'll just get that when we feel like it it's okay <laughs> Eh, hey, just have a pineapple it'll be okay meanwhile i'm like tapping my toe at like three past the hour i'm like excuse me we're late okay what is going on here so um, well
0: maybe you never really lose your essence
1: (laughs) i know i'm still very much myself um i just drive with a lot less rage
0: (laughs) that i'm that's progress and we all need right right? my
1: god i've grown as a person (laughs) finally right only took an island (laughs) um now listen you had asked me a question a few minutes ago and there was part two and i did say i'm not great at remembering lots mm -hmm. of things what was part two
0: uh what you think the issues with masculinity are like if we were to label masculinity today and if we were to label it as something that needs to be worked on Mm
1: -hmm. if we
0: were to go from a quote-unquote toxic masculinity to a healthy masculinity what's the most important thing that originally I want to say men but people maybe Mm -hmm. um need to go about doing and I know we kind of brush this a little bit but, and it definitely mm, goes with yeah. vulnerability, but
1: yeah, no, I, I'm glad I returned to it because I told you the memory ain't so great. It's more of a call these days. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the way for everyone, not just men, not just women, but everyone, regardless of what you identify as to find your way out of whatever toxicity you find yourself in is to develop A fully impenetrable relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's remarkable how how much um, we can really like do in the world and do in our lives and how much our lives actually totally transform and like seriously upgrade once we are looking out of different lenses so Mm -hmm. Um, this was a big part of the research that I did. Um, I was like researching what the hell is happiness? Cause it ain't money and it ain't the car and it ain't Mm -hmm. the job. What the hell is it? Mm -hmm. Turns out happiness is complicated, um, but it's also uh, right. It's not easy. Um, But even though we felt happy in moments, doesn't mean we're happy people to be happy people. We got to get rid of the toxic shit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but defining the happiness is—it's actually a baseline level of contentment with your life that can't be fucked with. You know okay. what I'm saying? So if you have a yeah. really great day, that's cool. You're still you. And if you have a really bad day, that's okay. You're still you because your baseline is a different level than what it was. It's just higher, right? Mm-hmm. So um, taking that into account, a lot of the research that I did revealed that it's actually our habits that give us the best relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. so it, i put it all into my book but i'll tell you what it is there's six aspects to an unbelievable relationship with ourselves we need to be kind to ourselves. This is how we think about ourselves. This is how we treat ourselves. This is the things we say when we look in the mirror, the things we say when we're in the car about to walk into work and face our boss we hate, um, asking for a sale, asking someone out on a date, whatever. Like we need to be kind to ourselves and kindness. It, it, automatically, people think of kindness as something you do to other people, right? Yes. If, give to other people. Kindness has that connotation. Kindness needs to take on a much more joyfully selfish connotation of we need to be kind to ourselves. And think about the bully versus the nurturing mom. We need to have, you know, not the bully in our head, which we typically do, but the nurturing mom, which is, it's okay, you can do it. You look great today. Mm -hmm. You got this, right? So that's kindness. The second one, the second habit is acceptance. We need to accept who the hell we are unconditionally. This is how we feel about ourselves. So kindness and acceptance, they're sisters, but they're not twins, okay? So when you have a person that doesn't accept themselves, they have a lot of regret. They have a lot of shame. They have a lot of um, comparisonitis, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of shit like that, right? But if you accept yourself, you're going to be like, no, you know what? I've done some bad shit in my life. I'm still awesome. That's acceptance. Um, I did that thing 10 years ago and I'm really ashamed. Nope, not acceptance. I did that thing 10 years ago and I'm sorry. And I did the best I could at the time. Mistakes happen. I'm still awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are two really important things. But then there's, you know, those are the two sister concepts that kind of like begin um, the research. And those are really hard for people. Really, really hard. Um, but then there's gratitude. And this goes way beyond doing like the little Ooh, list a lot items of, that of one. 10 gratitude. I know, but like lots of people, uh, I write out 10 <clears throat> things of gratitude every single night. Good for you. If you really want to master gratitude and like become like a gratitude ninja, you got to go hard. Yeah. And that means looking at the things that went wrong in your life and finding the gifts in those. Like, oh, I declared bankruptcy and I'm so grateful that I learned how to be a you know a rock star with money as a result mm-hmm. you know and i'm so grateful that i was prevented from buying all that stupid crap when they took all my credit cards away um or you know like me i was actually in an abusive relationship when i was 19 it was awful but i'm actually really grateful that i went through that experience not that it happened to me but i'm grateful that i went through that because of everything that it revealed within me i didn't mm-hmm. realize what a badass i was until i had no choice but to see it because it was either that or die mm-hmm. um so that's cool, right? But we also take things for granted, like the fact that you and I can have technology. I'm on a totally different tectonic plate from you, and yet we're doing a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for technology. I'm grateful for life. I'm, I'm grateful that you know, I get to breathe today, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one, two, and three. Then we've got presence. Presence is something I still struggle with. Put your damn phone down. Opt into this moment. (laughs) Bad about the past. Too bad, so sad. Let it go. The future is in the future. Be mindful of it, but don't fix it. Right? Then, goodness, this is where people, and I think this is where a lot of your listeners are going to really want to lean in. The habit of goodness. Toxic energy has got to go, and -hmm. good energy has got to come in. So, the, the habit of goodness is all about energy management. So, when you're Loading your life with lots and lots of good things, right? You're, like in my case, like I go to the beach all the time. I go, I take my dog for walks and it's great when she doesn't run into traffic. Um, I, uh, I try to eat really well. I try, I call my family. I try to make appointments with my friends and like hang out with them and um, make an effort to stay in touch with my friends on the East Coast. Like these are all good things. But the other side is I have to remove the toxic energy, which means like, Listening to my dad when he gave me the advice, don't swear. I have to separate the love from the lesson, keep Mm -hmm. the love, toss the lesson because the lesson was toxic, even though he didn't mean it that way. Right. So, discerning the difference, giving ourselves the ability to do that, but like getting rid of the fucking boundary pushers in our lives that like don't respect our boundaries that shit's toxic. You got to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So, the final habit is intention. If you bring intentional. Action and intentional clarity to your life and to your dreams and to your actions and all the stuff that you're doing, you'll move mo- like like you'll move more than you'll ever think that you're gonna move in your whole life because you'll be able to move big dreams forward because you'll do it a little bit at a time and you'll never let your gets you know intimidated because you'll always chunk down your goals to tiny things. But like think about it, six things, right? Kindness, acceptance, gratitude, presence, goodness, intention. These six specific things are the keys to actually developing and maintaining an unfucking believable relationship with ourselves. And once we have that, I don't care if you're a man, <clears throat> or a woman, or any other spectrum that you identify yourself as, you're going to feel amazing about your life. And you'll no longer be trapped by, I should be this. I should be that because that's not accepting yourself, right? Like you you won't, you won't be like confined to like all these gender dynamics. You're just going to be yourself and you're going to kick ass and take names. And if the world doesn't like you, fuck them. You'll find the people that do. Yeah. You know?
0: No, I, I, I like all of those and I was, uh, awesome. (laughs) I I mean, I better, um, I was, I was reading through a bunch of them and there's so much of it. So like you were talking about with Tony Robbins. I don't care if anybody hates a guy. It gave us everybody so much space to accept the fact that we're all a little fucked up and we all need some help. And there's a lot of self-development and there's a lot of self-love I that know. has to be done. And yep. your six things are, I think people are going to need to to dive into this, to understand it, you know, totally. l- understand a little bit more. Um, Here's the, the thing. In- we ahead.
1: all have experience. And success in each of these now, all of us okay. do. So all of us have moments that we're already kind to ourselves, we already accept ourselves, we're already grateful, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? The trick with mastery of these habits—not mm-hmm. just knowing about them, but mastery of them—is to identify what we're already doing right, which is so hard, and Very. and then really looking at well, where are the gaps, and where can I fill in the gaps, and where can I borrow the energy from what I'm doing right to help me crush what I'm not doing right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because we're already kicking so much ass. We just, we don't know what happiness is. We don't know the pathway. We don't know the key is to have a powerful relationship with ourselves. And we most certainly until today do not know about the six habits. Mm -hmm. So now that you know about them, now you can actually become aware. Now you can work on these things and you can actually change and metamorphosize your entire world Mm -hmm. starting from where you are
0: no i i there's i mean there's not even any uh wow rough day uh tension i guess i guess i i i guess i've lived in the in the kind of self-development world for for myself um long enough to to know that these these six things are life changers,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and it's going to seem like a a lot of floaty stuff to to somebody else that doesn't have any idea. But Mm -hmm. when everybody has so much doubt, that's the point when you're supposed to lean in and learn as much as you can, because there's somebody on the other side, say Laura, that has been badass and is doing all these things and is super fucking happy. She knows what the definition of happiness is to her and you're still miserable. So why, why would she push these things on you if they weren't true? You it's know, true. that's, that's kind of how it feels like to me.
1: Zach, I just thought of something that I think might be helpful. So if you're on, if anyone's listening to this and really struggling with the concept of, Oh, the six habits sounds bullshit. That's fair. But I want you to ask yourself, about someone that you really love. Maybe picture your wife, maybe picture your son, your daughter, your parent, a boss, right? Picture Mm -hmm. someone that you care about, preferably. Um, Now ask yourself, do you think that person would be happier if they treated themselves better? Do you think that person would be happier if they accepted themselves? Do you think they would be a better boss if they were more grateful? Do you think they would be a better mother if they were more present? Do you think they would be, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, a better entrepreneur if they had greater intention? Do you feel like they'd be a better friend if they were more, um, you know, walled off with some really healthy boundaries and didn't let people walk on them? Think about someone else and think about would that person be better off if they worked on themselves? Oftentimes... (coughs) it's hard for us to really envision that we can change and that we can uplevel our game because we think it's too hard for us or we think that it's not possible, but it's so easy to look at other people that we care about from the lens of love and be like, man, I just love them and want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. Now I just like, I could look at my dad, right? And like acceptance is something that he's still working on, right? So he's accepting that feelings are okay. And he's been working at it and kicking so much ass. Do I think my dad is a happier person because he's accepting himself more? Hell yeah, he is. And if we can externalize what that journey looks like and, and apply it to someone that we really, really love, the next logical step is to ask the same questions of ourselves,
0: Yeah. I mean, and we're our own worst critics, right? Yep. So it's easy to point to someone and say, well, if they would just listen to me and they would do this for themselves, (laughs) then they'd be a better person. Right. But how often are we able to do that in our own mind? How often are we able to be able to have that conversation with ourselves to to say that it's okay for us to do that. And it's going to be better for us to
1: do that. I know. Well, I think if we, Have the conversation in our mind or even with another person, Um, you know, takeaway from this whole thing is like, would you be happier if you had a better relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe have that conversation. So chat with your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boss, like a friend, like talk to somebody about this stuff. Like, you know, what does having a good relationship with yourself look like? And just Mm -hmm. have the conversation, you know? no no
0: totally people don't grow
1: because they don't talk about these things and when you talk about it it gets better i mean honestly my husband and i are probably a good example like i was working on the six habits stuff way before he even wanted to even touch it with a 50-foot pole he's like that's cute dear nice project then he saw Uh, me completely changing and saw like the joy starting to like burst out of my every pore and he's like i want some of that shit (laughs) what is <laughs> so he's a stubborn man i love him full disclaimer
0: <laughs> most of us are i most know but are. he
1: finally finally decided to give it a shot and he did my 90-day program with me and at the end of it like he was a different man like in the most amazing way like he finally got to be more of the man he always wanted to be
0: it, is it that, gave me chills uh, i kind of want to cry right now um
1: Aw, well,
0: it's it's
1: well, A, that's sweet, say, and B, you said it because you're not afraid of feelings, and that makes you I'm awesome. not afraid
0: of feelings. It's a beautiful thing for people to just become more human, and I think that people yes. get so carried away with the idea that all of this stuff self development, you know, uh, self love, uh, you, you know, progressing in your business and and you as a person, and like setting boundaries, all this stuff. I think people get so carried away with the fact that it's all these steps and it's complex when really it's like what you're saying is just do everything courageously, just have conversations and your mind is going to start to change around everything that you're trying to figure out anyway. Most of the time, most of the time it's, it's not exactly the words that I, that I, like that I read or that I am trying to create for my own content or, you know, anything for my business. It's, it's almost always the experiences. It's almost always the the conversations is it's, it's almost always the emotions and the feelings that are actually helping me change. And not like this, you know, the logical step-to-step process that most mm-hmm. of us probably think that we have to go through. You know, I think that those are there mm-hmm. for a reason, like to have our goals, our short-term goals, our long-term goals. Well, it's
1: nice to have instructions and like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It follows that and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you have to intuit your, your way along. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I even would want to take that back to the masculinity and femininity discussion we're having is I think masculinity for men is going to balance itself out with its counterpart mm-hmm. if you just learn to be authentic and to feel free and not feel restricted by societal rules and societal Related. standards in it yeah yeah
1: for, i mean listen like like i said the word kindness to you and i can almost guarantee immediately the thought that popped into your head was one of gestures towards other people oh right? yeah yeah People think like a lot of men think of femininity, and instantly the first thought that pops under their head is, "Nope, not for me." Yeah. You know, femininity is for girls. No, actually, you know what, Zach? I want to tell you a story. I almost forgot to Let's bring do this up, and this is really, really important. And I want people to hear this. I'm going to tell you the story of how I got myself sick, and I was internally bleeding. That's a hell of a subject. Oh, okay. wow. Let's dive in. Okay, so I started a company at 19 years old, and Mm -hmm. I did say that I had loads of masculine energy. I mean, to the point where, like, for years, I wouldn't even wear dresses because I'd be like, what is this frilly shit, right? (laughs) Like, I I mean, to this day, I don't like extraneous fabrics on me. I'm very utilitarian. Like, I understand I'm probably a bit more masculine than I am feminine, but um, that's okay. It's all well, you accept
0: that as you as a person, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: But here's the part where I struggled. Most people do not expect me as a woman to say that I struggled to be anything remotely feminine. Yes. But I did because for years, think about masculine versus feminine and these typical energies, right? Think about penises and vaginas yes i just said those two words okay the penis it goes into something else the vagina receives the something else okay (laughs) like masculine energy it's pushing it's creating it's thrusting it's it's forceful right okay and the vagina it receives it takes it holds it creates right very very different energies and i like to think about things in honestly such crude terms because Everybody gets it and there's no way it can be uh, misconstrued. So Mm -hmm. we understand masculine and um, feminine energy. Now here's the thing. To create a company at 19 years old, you need to have a lot of courage, and you need to have tons of masculine energy. You need to push, you need to force, you need to go out there and sell your ass off. And I did. I, like, I have sold literally millions and millions of dollars of uh, services for my own company. And let me tell you something, it sucked. I hated it. It was hard. And I had to push myself to be the most masculine bitch you've ever met, but in a dress yes, I wore dresses. So I did all of this stuff, but here's the problem. All of this masculine energy was never balanced with any feminine energy. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And as a result, I was basically cortisol in high heels. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that is the stress hormone. And I was a big stress ball and I was so stressed out that I literally for years was not sleeping well, um, my first marriage ended in divorce. Um, I nearly murdered my second husband, but he's still here and I love him. Um, <laughs> I was a really shitty boss. I, I know this. I was mean to my people. I was an evil dictator. Um, I, I ruined a lot of things and I did it because I had way too much toxic masculinity. And I say that as a woman. Women can have this too. And I did. Granted, there's not probably as many of us running around, but I had it. And like a lot of um, women in leadership feel as though the only way they can really effectively lead is to be very, very masculine. And that's not true. Okay. So I learned a lot of shit the hard way. And as a result of all this stress, I literally was bleeding inside because I got leaky gut. I developed food allergies that are very bizarre. And um, Ooh, which
0: you're just now figuring out you're
1: yes getting yes. back Thank now right uh this has been a journey okay so yeah, finally over a lot of that. But um, now I'm working on realigning my hormones. um, And just all of these things were brought on by stress because I was doing things in an imbalanced way, which anybody that's listening to this, I don't want them to do it. I don't care if you're male, female, or somewhere on the gender spectrum. I don't care. Don't be one thing or another, right? Like too much, right? The balance Mm -hmm. is the beauty. So when I finally fucking surrendered And I finally stopped pushing and pushing and pushing, which I did, by the way, out of self-loathing because I was not a master of the six habits. I hated myself. I achieved because I thought that was the only way other people would love me. Chew on that for a bit. Um, Once I actually started to embrace feminine energy and I surrendered and I allowed people to take care of me and I expressed my needs and I was vulnerable with my people, I made more money. I was able to retire. I started healing my gut. I now have the best marriage on the fucking planet. Um, I am happy. My sex life's bomb.com. Like all of it got into balance. Now, I'm still a woman with a load of masculine energy. I build things, that's what I do. It is fun for me. Sales is like a hobby. I like it. And I really like this feminine energy thing because. I'm even a better friend. I'm a better daughter and I'm enjoying my life and I don't need to push so hard for everything. Mm -hmm. I can let people give me things and I can listen and I can be soft and I can be sweet and I can be all the things that for years, I didn't think a CEO woman ever got to be. It was the balance of not saying goodbye masculinity, fuck you. No, no, no. It's keep the masculinity, but Bring in the femininity too. It's through these things that I was able to, like, do so much, and it—it was like in combination with all of my work on myself with the six habits that I completely changed who I am as a person, my entire life, my wealth, um, like, everything is totally different because of that. Mm -hmm. Balance.
0: Balance. Mm -hmm. Key. Key. Fucking key. And maybe that's, maybe that's the best version of what we're trying to get across right there is is the balance because so many people we're not telling
1: men to be overly feminine no of course not just don't be an extreme version because someone told you to be
0: yeah exactly and there i mean so so you so everything got better for you as you decided to work on yourself as you decided to find more of that balance
1: I was, and, it was actually through the surrender that um, my curiosity took over because i I just gave up I finally gave up and I quit pushing
0: do you this is this is kind of random do you think that it is important for people it's it's hard for me to say that because it seems unfair that people would have to force themselves or allow something to happen, but do you think that it's our traumatic experiences or our our close uh experiences with a health issue or death or something like that do you think those are important in getting people to turn around and find more balance and to like i said it's a little unfair because i don't think everybody should have an experience close to death mine was heartbreak but that's what turned me around
1: i understand i think a wake-up call is going to look for look different for all of us yeah um uh my wake up call, believe it or not, was not my internal bleeding, which is gone, by the way. Um uh. right? Oh so happy. <laughs> um that was not my wake up call. You you would think it would have been. Yeah. That was just really like a strong push to like stop being so stressed. Yeah. But for me, like I My mother nearly died on me a few times. I've spent a lot of time in the ICU in Worcester, Massachusetts, a lot more time than I'd ever care to even think about. And nurses truly are angels. Um,
0: Thank God for them, yes.
1: She's had a pivotal wake-up call every single time that's resulted in different things. And my mom just becoming a more like happy, joyful, loving, nurturing, happy, fulfilled person, right? Yeah. Yeah. my dad got lung cancer and, and soon as they said, well, we're going to have to actually crack open your rib cage. He's like, I'm going to quit smoking. No problem. Right. Got it. He wouldn't. Um, but in the case of like, actually in the case of my husband, um, and myself, like my husband, he wanted to do the work. Cause he just, he actually just saw how happy I was mm-hmm. And he wanted some of that for himself. And I think the thing for him is that he saw how accessible it was. And the mm-hmm. fact that me, like, you know, the world knows me as just like a stranger and whatever. My husband knows me in my jammies, hanging out with the kitty and like just in my bathrobe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the me my husband knows. And he, If he saw me, like super accessible little me, um, normal me doing something really extraordinary, he's like, oh, maybe I can have it. So I think it's belief, right? Yeah. And then um, I think for me, it was, I actually thought that when I retired, I was going to open a bakery and I was really fixated on what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And that's actually the thing that I gave up on because I put thousands and thousands of dollars into building a business plan and going after investors and doing all of this thing only to go like a year down the road and discover I'm not having any fun and I don't want to do this because all I wanted to do was make people happy and me at the same time and I was so unhappy, I literally just gave up. I gave up and that was actually like, it it wasn't a tragic circumstance for me. It was literally just feeling so like broken um, and just really not understanding like, why? I just wanted to do something about it so badly.
0: So almost, uh, if it's not traumatic, maybe epiphany. Maybe, yeah. Uh Uh-oh, I lost you. Your mic.
1: Oh, sorry about that. There you go. Um, Yeah, it's um, just a question of accessibility, I think. Um, Sorry. Um, So it's... uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I think more of us would do the work if we actually thought we'd get the result. Like, yeah. I'm going to make a really great metaphor here. And I, I feel like you're going to get this one. I don't enjoy going to the gym because I don't feel as though I'm ever going to look any different. And after years of doing things like CrossFit, hot yoga, this, that, blah, 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 I still look like the way I've always looked. So, I don't want to go because I don't feel like I'm going to get anything for it other than Mm -hmm. just maybe sleeping a little better and being stronger. Yay. I don't care. You know, you do. I love you for that. That's wonderful. That's your jam. But Like I'm not going to go unless I actually believe I'm going to get the result. Mm -hmm. People are not going to do work on themselves unless they actually believe, Oh shit. You mean I can have that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, you can, this is it. And it's, it's like, it's really easy. Um, to understand what the concepts are at a very high level Mm -hmm. but like super difficult to apply but if you do the work um you really can totally get there
0: no i I totally agree and um i think that people get so attached to what the external world says that you you should have you should be successful in business you should look like a god or goddess um Mm -hmm. you should have your, your 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 Uh, relationship on lockdown like you should have the best sex and you know the most amount of love compared to anybody else you know you Mm -hmm. should be the the best husband daughter friend Mm -hmm. all of these things so people attaching themselves to these expectations and then when it's not looking like what the world says it's supposed to look like then they can get discouraged and like what you were saying is like you put so much emphasis you put so much like passion into something or you put so much, you invest so much into something and then you realize that you're not actually getting anything from it. It's okay to give on some, give up on something because it's not the right fucking path for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's okay to change. I found that out the hard way. Well, and I think we have to, I really Mm -hmm. do think we have to, because you, you, you figure out that, I mean, working out doesn't have to be a gym thing. You know, working out can be, working out can be rock climbing, working out can be hiking, working out can be Spartan races. It can be, uh, mm-hmm. being a competitor, like a weightlifting competitor or a powerlifting competitor. It right. can be where the fuck you want it to. If for like, me, wait, well, I no, I'm just, I have
1: fun. And that's exactly all I care yeah. about is it's just the fun. It's that's yeah. the result I wanted. Yeah. Not we don't all like have buff, to be, right?
0: exactly. We don't all have to be athletes. We don't all have to be, you know, the number one elite, you know, it's, so health, healthy to you and working out for you is hiking. That's, mm-hmm. where it, that's where it fucking should be. But people are so sure that I have to look like this and I have to feel like this.
1: And no, they forget what they think. Help.
0: Oh, it's so bad. Media
1: doesn't help. Those things don't Bitspo, help. I, mean, I even yeah. scroll through my newsfeed. <laughs> and like, honestly, when it comes to like, you know, your habit mastery, yeah. guess what? I constantly scrub and like unfollow people. Constantly, I'm I'm sorry, unless you're contributing good things to me Mm -hmm. and making me feel good about myself, Mm -hmm. not bad about myself, you can't, you can't be in my feed.
0: Sorry. No, I I agree. It's people just have to, I think you have to have a belief in something that, I don't know, belief and vision, like vision for you, not vision of what everybody else has. Totally.
1: And that's where the intention comes in. Like you got to get really clear about what you want Mm -hmm. um, and then pursue it a little bit and like... Like all of these different things they intersect, and they're all part of the same, which is a really powerful relationship with yourself and a really powerful relationship with yourself includes a definition of you at your fullest you,
0: yeah, and you know what I think that's one of the hardest things to find, probably is totally. what is Absolutely. that definition of you
1: Mhm and If we give ourselves permission, if we accept ourselves, if we're kind to ourselves, if we're grateful for everything in our lives, not just the highlight reel, Mm -hmm. get rid of the toxic, bring in the good, be present and follow intention, we have no choice but to be happy because happiness will find us. Grab us by the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're so intense sometimes. I fucking love it.
1: Tense. Yes, I have been accused of that a thousand times just this week. (laughs) Like the
0: the way you describe the visualizations that I get, I'm like, man, I I feel like this. You're you're like the Amazon woman on the battlefield. Blood, blood. Yes,
1: blood. Yeah. Well, (laughs) hey, that's my masculine energy coming out. It's like you will believe these habits, and you will do the work on yourself. (laughs) Kill you. So (laughs) you will love yourself. Damn it.
0: In a good way, of course. Drop, mm-hmm.
1: drop,
0: drop the yeah. sword. Got the got the sword for a second. Um,
1: it's more of a toothpick, really.
0: Ooh, so <laughs> not as scary. Not oh. as scary. So is that is that on the book cover? Are you are you Amazon woman on the book cover with a toothpick or with the sword?
1: Yeah, right. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you and I talked about, I don't know what my book cover is going to be. Gonna...
0: <laughs> okay. So so when does when does your book come out? It's it to-
1: coming out June 3rd, uh, June 1st, June 1st. And, okay. um, we, uh, the pre-sales are actually open, which is cool. I have a, oh. uh, launch team that I'm looking, uh, for people to join if they want to. I'm doing my Ted talk, April 11th.
0: Oh, Things yeah. are
1: popping. It's very exciting.
0: Perfect. Okay. So I always want to ask everybody this before we close up is if people are hearing you and they're motivated motivated by you and they're inspired by you and what a lot of people look for is, well, what did they do? What did, what did they follow? So is there anything that you recommend for people? I mean, throughout your life's growth, like books, influencers, obviously the habits, which I hope people can reach out and find your book. Um, we'll mm. make sure of that. Um, but what has been something that... What have been the things, the books and influencers, and and what's all the knowledge that you've sought out that you think could help other people?
1: Um, Anything specific? Yeah, the thing is, there's a ton of great books out there. there like is. a ton. Um, there's a ton of like great people to talk to and listen to. But the most useful thing that has ever served me in my life has actually mm-hmm. been two things. One, really limitless curiosity. Like okay. I just get yeah. super, super curious about myself, others, and through that curiosity, it just forces me to ask questions of myself and others in research. Curiosity, I mean, that's why people are scientists. It's because they're curious, right? So if you can become like a scientist in your, of your own life um, and become curious about everything you experience and feel, that's great. And two, which kind of goes with it, is really inspired conversations with other people that are just vulnerable. Like just be seen. It's good. Put your walls down, have a sacred vault, just, just show the fuck up and just be, just be. That's it. Like you don't need to be anything or anyone. Just be and just talk, lower the walls and, and be curious with another person. So those two things have done more for me than anything else.
0: God, and see, look how easy that is. Look how easy that is. And that's scary. And that's, it's but It's very scary, actually, because it leaves a lot. Like There's a, a lot of unknown space there.
1: I know. Just, just well, the thing is, once you realize that you can have the sacred vault, as I call it, mm-hmm. um, with one person and really go down a rabbit hole with that person, you get, you kind of want to try it with other people and it gets Uh really addicting. Intimacy and like super ultra vulnerable conversations have become my superpower and I love them and I used to be afraid of them, but I became not afraid of them and started to love them by having them.
0: Amazing shit. (laughs) Jesus. Well, so I'm going to put the links to Laura's stuff um, her Ted talk and her book for sure. And anything, other, anything else where you can find Laura, I want to make sure that you guys can get access to her because she's been a success. She's, you know, a very well balanced well-rounded person. Everything we've talked about today between masculinity and femininity and balance and belief and habits. This is all stuff that in the end, like Laura is saying is you just have to be curious you have to believe in who you are. You have to stop believing in so many external things, what other people tell you to do and what they tell you to be, and just be curious. Laura, what is the best place for everybody to find you?
1: Uh, I have two websites, lauradebenedetto.com. A lot of people can't spell it. So I also have the six The six is spelled out the six So if you go there, they both link to each other so you can bounce back and forth if you want to.
0: Perfect. Well, Laura, I think we're going to call it, but um, this has been amazing. I appreciate it. Like this is fantastic. Um, we Thank had a lot you. Of good I stuff. really enjoyed this really conversation
1: with you. Me yes. too.
0: Me too. Thank you everybody for joining us on the rebel minded podcast. Once again, go out there, find yourself fight against the typical way of things stay strong and stay rebel-minded of course of course um yeah, like the
1: video part because i'd love to be able to like throw a few screenshots on my instagram and be like look at this handsome chap
0: i mean that's why we're here right
1: obviously <laughs> I mean, I just want anyone that wants to be a happy person to pick up the book and not mm. worried about the squishy dangly bits between their legs.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um,
1: also, what's up with this whole, like, sir and ma'am business? I acknowledge you have a penis. Hello, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? Why? <laughs> I, mm. And people still like me. Boom. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> At Trebek. <laughs> yes. Yes, Good, right? I know exactly, exactly the clip.
0: <clears throat> Best thing in the world. Okay, let this let's get this fucking thing started before we just have a comedic.
1: <laughs> That's the way your mother likes it, Trebek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. This part of this is totally going into the podcast. <laughs> All right guys, if you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier, or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D dot com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel Minded in the title. For experience and practice, I'm coaching for free right now. Don't miss out on that. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming. This is the Creed Soldier.